Hello, everybody. I am Drew Duncan. You guys are checking me out live on Block 50 Radio. Do not forget that Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Drew Duncan Radio. Additionally, you can find Block 50 Global Radio anywhere you are looking on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, we are online at Block50Radio.com. And do not forget, we are wherever you are listening to podcasts as well. Deezer, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, etc. Wherever you are listening, we are there. Guys, plenty to get to today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about NBA playoffs. Jimmy Buckets, one of the all-time performances last night with the Miami Heat. They go up 3-1 to one against the Milwaukee Bucks, and it looks like it's all but over for Milwaukee. We don't want to count them out just yet, but obviously right now Miami completely in control of that series as a result of Hemi Butler, my man doing his thing. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, LeBron last night coming in clutch at the last moment after doing pretty shaky. Still comes up when the guys need him the most. And the Lakers are in a very good position now and as well. And, of course, Memphis, Dylan Brooks, he don't want to talk about it. Real quiet now, aren't you, buddy? All right, let's get to it. First thing is first, uh, look, what are you going to say about Jimmy Butler last night, man? You know, I, I said that I didn't know if if Miami had enough for Boston or not. I, I realized that Milwaukee is the number one seed, but I just felt like Boston and is really better than Milwaukee, despite the record, despite the two seed. I, I just didn't know. But, you know, Butler right now is just playing out of his mind basketball. I mean, that's all there is to it. Come on, man. He bullied him. Step up, jump shot, going inside, doing whatever he wanted to. But when I watch that game, honestly, a couple of things really come to mind for me. It's not just the performance from Jimmy when the Miami Heat needed him the most. Because obviously there were times in that game where he sort of disappeared offensively, right? You know, first quarter he comes out with 22, but he only gets two in the second quarter. Third quarter, kind of not really there. Mind you, in the fourth quarter, with what was it, four minutes and 19 seconds left, he had 39 points at that moment. He literally scored 17 more points in just under four minutes and 30 seconds in that game. And that's just insanity. He was there when he needed him the most. When they needed to count on him, Butler came alive. Some really great defensive plays, obviously, from Lowry. Guys putting everybody in that position. It starts with the defense. Look, I've said it a million times over. Offense, defense, when it comes down to it, it's all about rebounding and creating plays in transition. They were able to do that. Kudos to the officials in that game. Because when Jimmy made that dunk and hang, hung onto the rim and was rattling that thing around, I really thought he was trying to break the glass, to be honest with you. They didn't call anything on him. And then when he was giving everybody the what for and he was getting hype and he was playing into the crowd, again, the refs didn't call one of those BS technical fouls. And that place was off the rockers last night. I can only imagine what the decimal level was in Miami. And Adam Silver still wants to have Seeing that happen, that moment in NBA history happen, where Jimmy Butler had the fourth most points in a playoff game 
in NBA history. Fourth most points in a playoff game in NBA history. That team down, coming back. Milwaukee never backing down, just getting outplayed. There was nothing they could do about it. That place going bananas. And you mean to tell me that Adam Silver legitimately is saying to himself out loud, yeah, we need to do neutral site games. You want to take moments away like that from NBA players? You want to take moments like that away from the fans? You want to take moments like that away from the viewer? There's not a single person right now who's not talking about that game last night. My fiance is not a fan of sports. Even she stopped to watch what Buckets was doing and how that crowd was going crazy last night. And you are going to tell me, nah, bro, we need to have games on neutral sites. Man, this ain't college basketball. This is the NBA. You earn home field advantage, home court advantage. You earn that. And Butler telling everybody, this is my house. This is my house. You ain't going to come in to my house. And how many times has Butler been disrespected by the NBA? What kind of disrespect did he get when he was in Philly? Let's keep Ben Simmons. Really? Look, when you start thinking about last night, the other thing that really stood out to me was Jimmy Butler being humble in that interview. You know, they, they were talking about the MVP chance and all that, and he said, well, if I'm being honest with you, that's Joel Embiid. So he doesn't even have any hate towards the Sixers on top of that. He could, but he doesn't, and he's like, nah. Joel's the guy this year. Joel is the MVP. He was hyped during the game. But the after interview was even better. That was the icing on the cake, man. Jimmy keeping it 100. That's all there was to it. And I don't know when Jimmy Butler hasn't really been himself. He's always just said exactly what's on his mind. Yeah, he's had beef with guys on the court and all that. But you know what? It's basketball, man. And I'm so tired of this soft-ass league. It's just soft with a capital T. Whether you like it or not, the NBA needs bullies like Jimmy Butler, like Draymond Green. The NBA world needs those guys. They don't back down. They don't take nothing from nobody. And everything they want, they go when they get. And that's really all there is to that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and jock ride Miami and say that they are going to make it to the NBA Finals. It is crazy that an eight seed is currently up three to one. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood, 15 teams in the history of the NBA have come down from 3-1 in the playoffs to win the series. It's not unprecedented, but it's certainly not a logical thought to say to yourself, okay, Milwaukee can come back and get this done. Now, I believe that this game could easily go to seven. I think Milwaukee could make it 3-2. Psychologically speaking, you know, we always talk about, well, it could do damage and all that. But, 
you know, Drew Holiday came up clutch with a couple of big shots. You know, you have Giannis out there hobbling around after a while. Don't forget, he was already out one game because of his back. He came back to play last night, and now he's hobbling around on a knee. Anything can happen. So many things can change the course of a basketball game. I don't think Lopez on that team still gets enough credit. I mean, come on. I, I, and I understand where Reggie's coming from. It was a decent pass from Giannis, but it was really an even better play by Lopez when he threw it up into those two guys. And Lopez just went up and just made a play, grabbed the ball, was able to get it in midair on two guys and still get it over the top for a bucket. He really just doesn't get enough credit what he brings to that team. So there's still plenty of playmakers for the Milwaukee Bucks that are out there. I'm sure Giannis, even if he's not 100%, can figure out a way to utilize the guys that are around him. Uh, but right now, clearly, the momentum, so to speak, is in Miami's favor. But, you know, Jimmy said it best, man. We're not done. The series isn't over. we still got to go out and focus. So whether or not the other guys are hungover from last night, which is going to be really easy to do, is an entirely different thing. But, you know, Buckets put up just about half the points <laughs> for Miami last night. And, by the way, in this NBA playoff series that he's been in, he's only had one game where he shot under 63%. I think he was 68 last night from the field. He had another game a couple of nights ago where he was 100% from the, from the train line in addition to shooting 63% overall from the floor. He's been good from the free throws. He's been all up and down the court. Defensively, he's been playing pretty good. You know, he's just been playing an all-around game of basketball, and he took over the game last night, and there's nothing really else to add to that. He just took over the game, and that's all there is to it. All right, moving on. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, jeez. Can we all move on now? He got what he wanted. He's out of Green Bay. He's with the Jets. Let's all just move on. Because I, for one, am sick to absolute death of hearing about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. I support Lamar Jackson and what he's going for and what he wants. But it doesn't mean I'm not damn sick and tired of seeing him posted somewhere every single day on social media. It is so nauseating at this point. The same thing with Aaron Rodgers, and we've been doing this every season now for about the last four or five years, where immediately it is going to be, is Aaron going to stay in Green Bay? There's all these rumor talks of trades. I tried to tell everybody he wasn't going to end up in Denver. I knew it wasn't going to happen. He had way too much pull and way too much leeway in Green Bay. He wasn't going to go to Denver. I didn't care that Denver hired Nathaniel Hackett. It was obvious to me that since he pushed his way out of Green Bay this season, maybe he never really liked Nathaniel Hackett to begin with. Maybe everything he's ever said was just nice things, which doesn't sound something like Aaron Rodgers would do, but I guess you never really know. He's done this whole thing where we've been keeping track of him and they've done entire reports on Aaron Rodgers and his little Zen cabin deal and 
everything gets shut off and he only does X amount of time on the phone and he's by himself and he's doing whatever psychedelic thing he's out there doing and yada yada and who gives a damn. And I know somebody out there, oh, you're going to be talking about it, so obviously you care. No, I have to talk about it because it's sort of my job, amigo. I don't work for free. And I'm being told to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And I'm telling you right now, I don't give one flip it damn anymore about what Aaron Rodgers does during the offseason. I only care about what he does when it comes time to play the game of football. And that whole thing has been lost in our world of social media a long time ago, and I think it stinks. It stinks. Why do I have to talk about Aaron Rodgers being in Zen mode for a month and whatever else is going on? I'm the type of person, I just like to report the actual facts. That's what I like to do. I like to go with just the facts. What are the facts here? That's all I give a damn about. The facts and how he played the game. That's it. I mean, does anybody really believe that him going to the Jets is going to do anything for the Jets? Maybe he can provide some leadership to Zach Wilson, but... I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy to to help bring anybody up. I feel like he's the type of person who will tell you it's not his responsibility. After all, I didn't want him to to draft Jordan Love. He was mad when they got Hunt. You know, know, they didn't consult me first. Probably because you're not a coach, bro. Probably because you're not an owner, bro. Probably because you're not writing any checks. That's why they didn't consult you. Because you're not writing any checks. You start writing checks, you start coaching, then we'll start consulting you on decisions. In the meantime, we need you to play quarterback. And we need you to play quarterback with the best that we think is available out there to work with. I don't care who his friends are. I don't care about, you know, any of that. That's not about playing quarterback. Playing quarterback is the ultimate gut check, especially when it's at the NFL level. You have got to be tough to play quarterback. And I, you know, I know a lot of people, well, the league is so soft now. Tell that to Tua. Tell Tua how soft the NFL is. Tell that to Tom Brady, who, mind you, his injuries were starting to pile up until he started doing the TB12 method that he came up with and perfected that made his body limber enough, so to speak, to start taking those hits better and to stay healthy for the rest of his career. Say it to him. We've all seen that play where Brady got rocked. I'm not saying that the NFL is as violent as it was in the 70s, 80s, or even 90s. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the league hasn't softened up. What I'm telling you is, is to play quarterback in the NFL, you have to be tough, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. You're going to take it from everybody. You're getting your ass reamed by your head coach. You got all the guys on the team looking to you for leadership. 
You've got everybody on social media bashing you the minute you make one wrong play. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. How old is he? And everybody's, oh, he can't win a playoff game. How old is he? Y'all act like the league isn't being dominated, hasn't been dominated by Tom Brady and now Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl. Oh, he can't win the big game. Is that is that what everybody's supposed to say? Y'all act like winning is so damn easy, and it's not. But Aaron Rodgers, though, is, is a different guy in the fact of he is a winner. And he, he's done some phenomenal things. And don't forget, people, at one point, there was the discussion that Aaron Rodgers was the better quarterback simply because of how mobile he is in the pocket. But he's also made out of glass, too, man. Look, I, I don't think it's going to do anything for the Jets this season. You know, if you want to go back to when Brett Favre went to New York – you know, he only had a little bit of time to look at that playbook and to be with his guys, and, you know, they went 9-7. and seven. He ended up going to really where he really wanted to be to begin with, and that was Minnesota, and then, of course, he went 14-2, and two, but then his last season there, uh, boy, that was a nightmare. And I just – I don't think it's going to change much. Maybe they win a few more games this season, but, you know, I, I'm not one to tell anybody what they should – or shouldn't do with their career. If this is where he wants to be, then to hell with it. Let him be there. Let him do what he wants. He can meet with the Dalai Lama, and he could take all the psychedelics and whatever the hell else on Joe Rogan's podcast he wants to talk about, like I'm supposed to give a damn. You know, whatever, dude. I think a lot of what he says gets taken out of context, if I'm being fair. I've supported some of the statements that Aaron Rodgers has made, if I'm being fair. I mean, he was right. You know, free agents don't want to go to Green Bay because it's cold nine months out of the year. They want to play with Aaron Rodgers. And whether or not you think that's an egotistical thing to say, it's not exactly not true. Bottom line is, though, he's in New York. I want to quit talking about it until the season starts because I really just don't care anymore at this point. It's done. It's over with. He got his trade. He got what he wanted. You know, for somebody who doesn't want to be Brett Favre, he certainly likes to be Brett Favre. <laughs> telling you. Moving on, LeBron James. Boy, he disappeared last night for a while, didn't he? But then, out of nowhere, <laughs> somewhere last night, Skip Bayless was watching that game. Just loving LeBron failing for a while. Was he two out of 15 or something there for a while? But they did that in the fourth, and then they won in overtime. So now they are in the position that I've got to tell you, I didn't think they would be in. I really did not. If I'm just being honest – I didn't think they would be in it. At least 
not like this. I mean, look, did anybody see the Lakers play this season and honestly believe that they would even be in the playoffs? Especially with the load management and is he hurt, is he not, all this stuff with LeBron James. And now they've got a three-to-one lead. Now, if I'm being fair, we could absolutely go and look and say, well, you know, they haven't had their best players. And they had the one blowout win, but that was really about it. And you got to give it to John Moran because he was playing on that hand with that brace and everything yesterday and still landed on it a couple of times. But it really just – I don't know that it would have mattered. I mean, LeBron James, the all-time NBA scoring leader, out there taking charges. At what age again? So the fact of the matter is, is even though he wasn't always scoring the ball when the Lakers needed him to, he was doing other things to help his team. And whether we like it or not, the Lakers could be moving on. Now, one of the things that I did talk about was even if they win this series, you know, people talk about playoff LeBron kind of in the same way, you know, playoff Jimmy Buckets, et cetera, et cetera. Playoff LeBron is a different guy. And I get it. He's been there a million times. He knows how to get to where he needs to go in terms of the NBA Finals. But I just don't see it. They'll probably get past this first round. Uh, against a depleted Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm not usually one to make excuses one way or the other, but let's be honest. No Adams, Dylan Brooks, eh, you know, played great in the win, but uh, calling LeBron old, I I think just kind of stuck with LeBron. Now, to be fair, Dylan Brooks trolls everybody. Uh, The man doesn't really give a damn. All right, if we're being fair, let's look at it like that. And just, you know. But he didn't want to interview, you know, yesterday. I'm out. Well, bro. When you talk like that. And you lose. You still be able to be able to at least say, you know what? I win like a man and I take my lumps like a man. There's nothing wrong with that. I think everybody would respect his trash talk a lot more if he did. I think it would make life a little easier for him. Some would say he's not doing Memphis any favors by putting a target on their back like that. But look, man, again, it's basketball. This is a grown man sport in the NBA we're talking about. I really don't care that he runs his mouth. It could have something to do with the way that the Lakers approached these last couple of games. I'm not going to say it doesn't, because it certainly could. You poke the bear. You play with fire. You mess with the bull. Any old adage you want to. The bottom line is, none of us thought that the Lakers would be where they would be. Memphis is the better basketball team, whether we like it or not. They are depleted. LeBron James has showed up when he needed to. Anthony Davis has been amazing throughout the series, offensively, defensively. 
I mean, he's been doing it all. Rebounds, block shots, steals, assists, points. And he's been playing hurt, too. Of course, when is he not playing hurt? But the point is, none of us thought that the Lakers would be in the situation that they are in. And they're getting the job done. And they're probably going to close out. I think this is a different situation from like what we're seeing with Miami and Milwaukee, right? That has the potential to go to another game. That could easily go to six. Just because of the way that Milwaukee's built, a good majority of those guys have been there already. They know what it takes to win an NBA Finals. They understand the situation that they're in. They may take what happened in Miami personally, whereas with Memphis, Despite John Morant, I just don't see it, especially when he's hurt the way that he is. I honestly would not be surprised if he didn't play in the next game, which would signal to me that Memphis is just going to lay down. Concede defeat. So it is what it is. We'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as tonight, tell you what, I really think a couple of things, all right? Uh, first of all, I think the Celtics closed the Hawks tonight, all right? I love Trey Young, but that game is in Boston, and I, I think it's easy. I think it's a walk, if I'm being really honest with you. I think Denver takes out Minnesota tonight. They close out that series. Now, the Suns Clippers, this one could get dicey. I've talked before about how much from the first time I saw Kevin Durant with Phoenix, how much I absolutely loved watching him and Devin Booker. I really do. I enjoy it thoroughly. I just feel like there's a lot more attitude on this team in a good way with Russell Westbrook there. And with that attitude, I think – what we're going to see is a really physical basketball game tonight between Phoenix and L.A. I think they go for the gusto, and I think L.A. could sneak in there and grab one. Could. They play with enough attitude. They play with enough poise. They get angry enough. We're not going to lay down. We're not going to take this. And we all know whether Russell Westbrook wants to go in and, and talk about, you know, ah, I don't have any animosity towards Kevin Durant. We're all cool. That's all media. Yada, yada. Man, we watch you play, bro. Meanwhile, every time Katie gets the ball, you're all, and I took that personally. I mean, seriously. So, no, none of us are buying it. None of us believe you. We all know that you're still bitter about what happened in Oklahoma City. And it's fine, whatever. You know, carry that around with you and tell whatever. I just feel like with that aggressive attitude, it's either going to work really well for them tonight. And mind you, that game is in Phoenix, and we all know those fans are crazy. So it could either work really well for them tonight or it could end up being used against them. You get aggressive too fast. You use all your emotional charge. And you can't stay even, and you just push, you plateau, and then you fall off, and then that's it. And then after that, Phoenix takes over and blows you out. 
I mean, those are legitimately the only two possibilities. At least in my mind. But I don't think it goes to seven, though. I don't. I, I think even if L.A. wins tonight, I think Phoenix will close them out in the next game. Just my humble opinion. All right, everybody. I am Drew Duncan. This is Block 50 Radio. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is Block 50 Radio. Block50radio.com is online as well. Do not forget we are wherever you are listening to the podcast. You can find us on Deezer, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, we are there. Do not forget that Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Drew Duncan Radio. And as always, stay safe and take care of yourselves.